Yeah, so I spent the weekend in Connecticut with my grandmother. Ooh, kinky! <laughs> what? This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 37 for the week of June 27th, 2011. I am $47 million parachute David T. Cole, and I'm here with from the year 2000 Joe Reed. Hi, guys! Masturbating bear, Tara Ariano. <laughs> and legally prohibited from being funny on a podcast, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello. <laughs> I want to say hi to my parents, who aren't listening, who just got to hear me uh, imitate a masturbating bear, who never makes any noise in the show that I can recall, but I felt like hey, I had to. Had to do something. I did. Gotta I, masturbate something. Well, no one needs to know if I was miming it or not. <laughs> um, so this week we all went to see the documentary Conan O'Brien Can't Stop. We did. Which covers the period, it seems like the day after <laughs> he left the Tonight Show, not quite. It was. It's about the planning and then execution of the legally prohibited from being funny on television tour, the live stage show that he did. Uh, last year, mm-hmm. which we talked about a little bit because Dave and I went to see it at the stop in Austin. Um, and uh, when when Conan's TBS show started, we alluded to it. Um, so what did we think of this? This covers the uh, Conan blue period as well as his <laughs> subsequent rise back up to... Sure, although... That, according to the dump. movie, lasted seven and one half years. <laughs> well, they don't really talk about his getting a show except in a, in a title yes. card at the end. Yeah. And in fact, there is a scene where someone proposes you could have a show on TBS and he kind of... Well, why it. I say it covers this blue period because yes. it seemed like... And I think this documentary did a really good job sort of conveying what I felt about the actual show that sort of his... his the stage show. His hiatus produced. Yes. The stage show. Um, because... I seem to be, I felt in the stage show that maybe I was paying for Conan O'Brien's therapy. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Um, I felt this documentary did a really good job conveying that. Um, and also the other thing about this documentary, just as an overarching thing, it did a really good job, if you didn't see the show, did a really good job conveying the content of the show, uh, especially the ratio of music to actual comedy. Yeah. yeah. And the ratio of comedy to self-pity. Yes, exactly. So I think this is a good documentary insofar that it captured that really well. It really documented yes. the process. Um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the stage show yeah. uh, because of that, because of, like it wasn't very funny. I didn't really want to see Conan O'Brien playing his favorite rock songs. Well, and the 15th time you hear the iteration of, did you know I lost my job? Like, yeah. guess what? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And I sort of thought he was over it. And then he gave the um, the commencement address a couple weeks ago at Dartmouth. Uh-huh. And it was like, I listened to the whole thing. It was really, really funny. And then it got to like the last five minutes. And I was like, he's not even going to Oh, there it is. It's his closer <laughs> talking about, you know, I lost my job and here's what I learned, which fine. I mean, I guess that makes sense for a commencement speech. Yeah. But at a certain point, it's like, you got to stop because yeah. well, you're, you're fine. Well, that, no one that, cut your leg off. Well, we've all been burned. Well and- behind us too. That's the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Well yes. Behind us. Yes. The thing is, I think he doesn't like... Uh, look, I've left jobs at that company before, and I, <laughs> I have understand also. a certain substrain of frustration. Yeah. Sure, yeah. absolutely. But I didn't speak about it in public right. because nope. yeah. we were fairly well compensated right. while we were there. And right. It's just 
Well, I bitch so about it. There's only so many I, tiny I bitch violins a, you can hear. I yeah. bitch about it all the time, but rarely in public. Million. And that's maybe maybe <laughs> the lesson here is that, you know, if you are given a giant golden parachute, such as Conan O'Brien was, and he got, you know, I granted he got screwed. I mean, the whole Oh, yeah, no one's, arg- no one's arguing the Tonight that. Show was a and giant total fuck bullshit. you. Yes. For Leno, which well, I'm but sure I also, a bitter pill. But, you know let's not lose sight of the fact that he was well compensated for his departure. And while it is a blow to the ego that, you know, you may want to have the good sense of not bringing up time and time again, because after a while it goes from, that was a really shitty thing to happen to please shut up. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to say, Joe? Well, I was going to say the movie sort of did a good job. I thought of it started off, obviously with a lot of that material about him losing the job and the anger at NBC. But then it really did transition into uh, the idea that Conan was this is this sort of serial uh, performer slash people pleaser yes. who even when he knows it's to his detriment and weariness and frustration, mm-hmm. he can't not perform in front yes. of a group of people. He can't yeah. not be on. Yeah. So, and that, this fuel is your applause. And <laughs> that was super interesting, I yeah. thought. Or at I least agree. more enlightening. And it became... And he... I didn't see the live show yeah. like you guys did, but I just from watching the parts of it in the movie, it didn't seem very funny. But Conan offstage and Conan in his yes. personal life, off the cuff, is extremely funny. And I so would, I think yeah. it did a really good job of, in my mind, sort of rehabilitating the image, whatever needed to be also. rehabilitated, yep. of Conan the funny it, guy. Yeah, I went into it sort of expecting to be like, oh, well, here we go. More, yeah. like... Boo-hoo. Yes, veil right. of tears about my giant, you know, parting <laughs> gift, yeah. and the fact that I had to stay off TV for a whole seven months. Like, uh-huh. are you fucking kidding me? Well, yeah. and there was one economy, point, but I thought the movie did a good job mediating that. Yeah. yeah, I guess, but it also did remind me of that old saw that all comedians originally wanted to be rock stars. <laughs> that most yeah, of them aren't good looking enough and yeah. can't play the guitar well enough. <laughs> but yeah. he's actually good. I don't care to hear as much of his guitar playing he's, as he cares to dish he's out. Adequate, but people I think he's who pretty good. Sort of want to be musicians always think that people are more interested in hearing mm-hmm. it. Than yes, we actually are. But I also feel like the mandate of that tour. There wasn't really any mandate of that tour except for you have a whole lot of fans out here who are really enthusiastic about you and want to see you do something. Yeah. So if there's ever a time to sort of be that brand of self-indulgent i feel yes. like he had been given right. that mandate by sure and anyone who showed up should have had some idea of that yeah. it was going to be somewhat that somewhat i mean that. i really did expect there to be more comedy but we've yeah. already talked about this we don't have to re- those we tickets, don't have to re-rehash it i don't even remember <laughs> yeah. 50 bucks yeah. he did bring up one time that i really thought was the most regrettable part of the movie is when he mentioned that he could talk to the people about being unemployed and i felt like actually yeah. like sending him a telegram being like don't ever no. say unemployed again uh-uh. Because yeah. that is not what you are. No, it's not. And there are a lot you of people who are. You could never work again, and right. you would be fine. You, know, and I you mean, literally have. Uh, you should have yeah. enough money socked away, if not from this before. And he only said it the one time, so I could chalk it up to an unfortunate yes. choice of words. Sure. But like, well, that we saw. I well, mean, true. I got the feeling the few times his wife was on screen that first of all she had urged him to do this, <laughs> to get him out of the house. <laughs> yes. Bitching. <laughs> yes. In giant Burbank mansion where yeah. we live, and that just scene in the beginning, sort of at the dinner table, where he's like, "I'm really angry," and then they just cut over to her, and she looks down at her lap, like, you "Yeah." Fucking <laughs> With the two <laughs> bottles of wine on the table, it's like. But I wanted to get like, the negatives out of the way first because there was a lot of good, as, as you guys said. It, it is really funny, and I. But I do take your point that it's like if that was the energy that was in your house 100 percent of the time, if you were Mrs. Cone and you'd be like, "You need to go and do something." 
like yeah. get a job at Home Depot, get out of totally. here, you're exhausting me. <laughs> yeah. But he will it, it's clear and I've heard stories about him like as I even in the writers room at Cone at um at uh Saturday Night Live and later at the Simpsons that like how much he would go over the top to sell his own jokes. Yeah. And you can see it in the sh- in the movie yeah. definitely how much of a performer he is. Like he really it, it you the compulsive is the perfect word for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does need it. That's true. But I uh, I loved too how much the movie, it, and it doesn't seem like a put on either. But you can tell that he could get away with something like threatening his assistant's assistant. job over the the so fish and butter sauce her. for like five minutes yes. because she knows he's not gonna like he's right. he can pretend to yes. be that guy because he's so obviously yeah. not that guy i right. loved her yeah. she is a she was great attitude, just so sort of sunny but yes also like, Meh. and then the, yeah. the singing at the end yes the plane and, and at the and when they at the after their last sweet. tour stop and she turns to the cameras like yes. you see that i'm crying oh she's really so cute. sweet yeah, she was great. You could tell she was a really good yeah. assistant. And as I said yesterday, as we left the movie, uh, Best Supporting Actor, Jack McBrayer. I'm so in... glad you brought that up. Oh, my God. So just... there's a moment where he's Conan is about to play at the Gibson Amphitheater in Los Angeles. And so backstage is Jack McBrayer, who, when they were still in New York on the late night show, would do a lot of bits. Yeah. Um, so they go way, way back. He's been on the new show, too. Right. But he's in the he's in the room, and it's like Conan is just <laughs> raff, oh, joke after joke after joke about what a rube Jack yeah. McBrayer is. And Jack <laughs> McBrayer keeps doing this like fake sad His wounded thing. face yeah, yeah, yeah. John Hamm is also there being hilarious and awesome and and so at one point he starts Conan starts playing dueling banjos on his guitar and Jack McBrayer is like does this thing where he's like can't help he can't he's, stop it's like he's resisting moving. it and then he starts doing like a full-on clogging routine and it's great yeah it's amazing <laughs> oh. it's really good clogging yeah, it really it, very it really good clogging. is it was the best be. moment in the movie I and John Hamm so too when Conan starts doing the Jack McBrayer voice and then goes to John Hamm, hey, you know what I'm doing? And John Hamm goes, uh, Jim Neighbors? Yeah. So you can now you also get more evidence of how great John Hamm is that he's a player alonger, even though he's not a comedy and guy. And Jennifer West felt looking beautiful as always. She does right have beautiful hair. Him. Yes. Um, so the last thing that I had to say is uh, Andy kind of steals the show, much as he often does on the actual show. Yeah. And uh, finally, after seeing Conan there, um, I have a new vision of my personal hell, and it is Bonnaroo. Oh, God. Yeah. There was a lot of infernal. poignant grunting from this one, Tara Ariano, Ugh. in that movie. He Between Bonnaroo, so Seattle, and Margaret Cho, Tara was expressing her displeasure that, that a lot Margaret in that I tried movie. to keep a lid on it. <laughs> so, like... Weird. They refer to her as getting choked. Yes, it seemed gratuitous. I, maybe I don't know. I feel bad for Margaret. I'm not a fan. Yeah, fuck her. Yeah. Sorry. So I mean, for me, this is a really good documentary. I think you should see it and don't take any misgivings about you know the way Conan may have handled things as a reflection of the product because well, it does a really from, good job showing everything. Yes. I may have problems with having spent a good deal of money on a show that wasn't very entertaining <laughs> in between his uh, late night gigs, yes. but that does not take away from this product. No, and I feel like the arc of the movie is that arc too, of yeah. like Conan starting out very angry and mm-hmm. like using the tour really to work through some stuff and come out the other side like a happier guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Yeah, the structure holds up well, I think, aside from even if you have no particular feelings about Conan either way that it's a good sort of you know when he's like I'm a road hog now like you did get yeah. a sense of what it's like to be on the road with a tour and how yes. it starts to eventually yeah, yeah. well it's in theaters now and probably will end up on like IFC or something very soon I mm-hmm. can imagine oh, it seems yeah. like that kind yeah, of show no yeah we're seeing 
So having planned to have Sarah back the week of Conan O'Brien Can't Stop, we didn't realize that this was also the weekend of the return of Celebrity Rehab. You didn't realize. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize. I am a professional. (laughs) I discovered it. And since we had had Sarah on um, in time for the last season of Celebrity Rehab, Thought we could come back and touch on the, f- the first episode. I just have a few quick thoughts. One is, since when is it Lohan? Because I thought we were all getting in trouble for calling her Lindsay Lohan when it's actually Lowen. I feel like it's the Wild West in that. It's just, there are, <laughs> there are no rules. It's, at some point, they became such outlaws that we can call I, them whatever. Okay. I didn't even know that. Because Michael Lohan pronounces it that way. And I've, I know yeah. I've heard her say Lowen. I've heard, yes, I've heard her say Lowen, too. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's her distancing herself from her sure. awful father. At all, still. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's one of the rehabbies, Michael Lohan, Lindsay's yes. dad. Yes. Um, Sean Young, so beautiful. Even kind of gone to seed. I'm sorry. I kind I still of loved her in the little bit we saw her of, just because she seemed, she's really cavalier about her mm-hmm. drinking problem, which in right. one way is awful, but in one way is kind of... Mm-hmm relatable slash endearing sure and the way she reacted to the when she heard that amy fisher was in the house yes and she's like didn't she kill somebody and shelly who was still my heart and soul on that show <laughs> is like yeah i think so but it was a while ago and Which, Young just no starts, not accurate right also. no not well i think shelly was just trying to be like don't talk to me i'm going yes, through and. your shit oh um <laughs> fair enough and but sean young was just like oh so she hasn't killed anybody recently thanks like <laughs> and shelly's like i don't think so like wasn't really even listening to no sean i think young. she was just trying to be like be yeah. nice yeah and that my final thought was the way that it ends, this episode ends on a cliffhanger with mm. five of the rehabbies have shown up, but not the sixth. And so now Jennifer Jimenez from, I guess, Sober House yes. oh. is now on Celebrity Rehab. And so she gets told that the sixth person this season is going to be Steven Adler, formerly mm. of Guns N' Roses, who I didn't watch Sober House and I'd never heard of this guy before. Yeah, And she immediately starts having a panic attack about it because they had some kind of violent confrontation yeah and it's like okay i don't i didn't watch sober house i can't speak to that but i feel like whatever you do to the inmates is i don't want to say fair game but they kind of brought their heartache on themselves sure but to to ambush someone who works for you yeah that felt like the most obviously that was for tv yes but still that's pretty crappy it felt like it was blurring a line of yeah because particularly because jen hadn't worked on at the whatever at the pasadena recovery center right that it seems like dr drew sort of moved her there in time for this season uh-huh just to have just to spring steven adler that felt like yeah that felt like reality tv more than or because sober house was canceled well <laughs> you've watched sober house it was canceled because of her because oh really watch no i mean not really <laughs> She's the most unprofessional, like, she's totally gossipy with the patients about other patients. Uh-huh. She's always on the verge of tears. She has oh. no authority. Okay, she tries fine. to be their friend. Like, But still. I'm not saying Stephen Adler was right. He was getting high in Sober House. You can't do that. Yeah. And it's right there in the name. Welts, which she, whatever, could have gotten from not wearing a bra. But, uh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just really, I really cannot deal. Yeah. 
with with Jimenez. It's not good. Yeah. Um, um, and there were two other people who didn't even show up on this episode at all. Beyond Stephen right. Adler, we're getting Sugar from Survivor and Doc oh, Gooden. Oh, I did and not even know It was that. in the, like, this season on Sober House. Oh, I think it we turned probably, it off by yeah. then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I think maybe in the next episode we get Doc Gooden from former baseball player Doc Gooden and then yeah. Sugar from uh, Survivor, who is oh, the... Oh, I think that might be the last season I watched. Oh, the one where she's finished yeah, second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we? I have a logistics question about this. Yes, <clears throat> and you know, we know from our previous discussion about this. I hate the show so much, <laughs> but the there's testimonial footage. There's sort of background footage about their fall from grace that they have, and then there's like these home videos that they show yeah. where there's a Chiron on the screen, and it'll say home video, right. but it's obviously all shot with the same cameras. And they're always like, and by a professional videographer, yeah, and and they're all lit, and for the most part, so is is what happening is that VH VH1 right VH1 is giving them cameras, and then they are technically shooting themselves, putting on a tripod so that they can show them doing needle drugs and other illegal things, and somehow VH1 isn't responsible. I see what you're saying. That's my feeling because I think when the show debuted, whatever was the first, yeah, it does. But the very first cast, I think there was one or two of them who had legitimate home video of themselves doing drugs. Yeah. And I think it, it like played really strongly. It was very shocking and it was yeah. very, it really sort of sold the concept. And I have a feeling that VH1 yeah. was like, more of that. Yeah. They're if like, you don't one, have it. We'll, yeah, we'll give you a They're account. one beat away from the clapboard being in there in these scenes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, Jeremy. Jackson, Jackson. John, yeah. there are between Jeremy Jackson, Joshua Jackson that we've got later today. Yes, Jonathan Jackson on General Hospital. Who Jeremy Jordan, all right. Jeremy Jordan, yes. <laughs> like it's just the whatever the JJ Mafia <laughs> in Hollywood, and it's impossible for me to tell the difference. Yes. Anyway, he's a steroid addict. Come he's now, gotten guys. like seventeen nose jobs too. I think <laughs> oh, yeah. his face looks totally different. That yeah, could be the roids though. That's could really. Okay, is he the one? I don't even know. He seems to me to be at least, though, self-aware enough that he could be the success story of the season. I know when we're... It it was hard for me to look at a a lot of potential success stories this season Mm -hmm. because it seems like Michael Lohan's a lifer. Right. Biling is irretrievably crazy. (laughs) Um, I mean, Amy Fisher and Sean Young have drinking problems, and maybe this is me being insensitive, but I feel like... Drinking problems next to, like, Steven Adler's crippling heroin addiction are really two different animals to mm-hmm. me. And if, like, whatever, if Sean Young's going to stop having her morning mimosas, <laughs> different is kind of different than Steven Adler trying to kick his lifetime heroin addiction. I kind of love her. I do. I kind of love I really her, too. do. No, she's my favorite. Definitely. I mean, she's, ir- uh, ir- speaking of irretrievably crazy. Yes. Like, I think she's, also, she's on that did you crazy train, too. that they weren't allowed to say James Woods' name when they were like, a prominent oh, yes. Hollywood legend oh issued a, yes, that's a right. restraining order, and yes. they didn't say his name. I didn't even notice that, because I, of course, knew who it was. So yes. I just didn't notice that they didn't name him. Yeah. So you're betting, uh, you're betting Baywatch's Hobie is the most likely to succeed? <sighs> I mean... I guess, I mean, I would say Sean Young and Amy Fisher to succeed their debatable addictions to alcohol. Well, okay. <laughs> but if you're talking about, like, the harder drugs, I would say probably. Okay. Jackson, Jordan, Jonathan. All right. Jeremy Jeez. Jackson. <laughs> they watch. Yeah. Yeah. I watched him on that, um, they had that show where they had the child stars and they tried to. I like, did too. Bring that, yeah. yeah. He was very likable on that. Was, I'm not okay. surprised to see him back on reality TV. No, 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 no. it's his only source of income. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, Amy Fisher is most likely to succeed. It's a good pick. Because I feel like she's been through less rehabs and therapy than everyone else, and so she'll be less, like, resisting. Oh. Like, 
that makes games sense. that Dr. True Dr. Drew tries to play like the journey, like she's not gonna be prepared right. to resist that. Right. On the other hand, she did time, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, I also have down here and you can see in my notes I have Fisher with an ellipsis in the middle and a question mark. She's at had the all end. the work done on her face. I mean, that's a that's a separate issue. But yeah. I I think I picked her not just because you know I'm sure people will correct us about whether alcohol is easier to kick than anything else. But yeah. she did. I mean, seem don't in take the, me very seriously. No, 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 when no, I, say no, that, I don't. I, I I do very seriously, <laughs> but not on this point. I know you're not an Maybe an addiction expert. No, but, I'm no Doctor Drew. <laughs> but I it, from what we saw of the various people's backstories, she's the one who it seems like had an actual family and something to live for yeah yeah true so uh can we all agree that steven adler's going to be the uh potential uh next jeff conaway next jeff conaway I yes that's Jeremy jackson for that Ooh, oh okay upset Using steroids that they used to put down like yeah yeah. yeah. From Germany. You know yeah. nothing good comes from Germany drug-wise. <laughs> um, can I just add a, the quick internet joke about that? Uh, that is terrible, but I thought was funny. Yes. yes. Which is, uh, cease is the word. <laughs> <laughs> On Jeff Conaway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then finally, biggest stretch this season of the term celebrity. I have to go Michael Lowen. I was, was either Michael Lohan or uh, Sugar because I yeah. feel like yeah. I feel like I'm the only person who watched enough seasons of Survivor to know her. If you've seen up till that point, yeah. that's uh, that's probably the end of your Survivor journey. <laughs> it is. She also came back for an All Star season and was out first. Yikes! And um, but yeah, I remember there her alcoholism seems to be. Uh, a problem, but she seems to be only talking about her pot addiction and doesn't oh. seem to think it's a problem. So, well, doesn't she work? Wasn't she a go-go dancer? Isn't that her job? I think that's like, right. No, she was. Yeah, she was dancer. a burlesque dancer, a pinup. No, she was a pinup model. That was the really okay. like twee, <laughs> like Chiron. She really had all it was like, the same job. Dita Von Teese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That continuum, really. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, decoupage club. Diablo <laughs> Cody. <laughs> yes been saving this one for a while for our dawson's rap reunion uh-huh. here is a user <laughs> submitted canon for you guessed it dawson's creek hello extra hot great gang uh i'm camille a big fan of the show and i would like to submit an episode of dawson's creek specifically episode 15 of season six this is the episode right after Pacey has just confessed his feelings to a drunken Joey. The episode starts off with Pacey smoozing, networking with Joey as his date. There's another girl that he's flirting with, and the girl starts off uh, to give off some signals that she wants to take him home later, which then prompts Pacey to hurriedly take Joey home. Look, I don't want to beat around the bush. You seem like a nice guy. So then you wouldn't mind if I called you? Sure. You could call me, I could call you, or I could ditch my date, and you could ditch your sister. <laughs> and we can meet back here in an hour and go to my place. Uh, he doesn't have any condoms with him, so they go to a Kmart, and he gets stuck there for some reason. Granted, the suspension of belief is kind of high here, but I disregarded it because, one, Pacey and Joey are not annoying in this episode, and two, there is no Dawson at all, and no other useless tertiary <laughs> characters. <laughs> Uh, some slight comedy ensues involving Pacey not wanting to shave his beard. You're kidding, right? You said one thing, Pacey. No, I said one thing that would help you. How does changing my physical appearance help you? Believe me, if I don't have to look at that thing on your face anymore, I will consider myself helped. Here. You're really going to make me do this? Yeah. Hmm. After all we've been through together. 
So this is what it comes down to, does it? Okay. But I want you to know one thing. I'm not gonna go down without a fight. Please. Joey chasing him around, Joey making fun of Lacey's job, Lacey eating nachos, and so on. But I think one of the pivotal moments in their relationship happened when they had that fight, with Basie finally admitting that he's still kind of hung up on Joey breaking up with him. It would be fair to say that I haven't been feeling all that friendly towards you lately. You've been feeling more than friendly? Yes. And the only way you could express that was to pick a fight with me. I suppose the answer to that would also be yes. Why is that exactly? I do not know. You must know something. What I know is that you and I were one of the few things, perhaps the only thing, that ever made total and complete sense in my life. That's what I know. You know, we fought constantly. Oh, don't I know it. And there are reasons why you and I didn't work. I mean, valid reasons. I, I mean, it, my life is finally... Right where you want it. I know it's crazy, isn't it? You see, I don't know what to say. Um, I'm flattered. I'm confused. I'm stunned. Are you wishing I hadn't said anything? Uh, the acting is really lively and after a season of whatever I felt like these characters are finally being honest with each other uh, I thought that this episode was really entertaining and not at all angst filled as I thought it would be there was great acting by both Joshua and Katie and they really played off well with one another the dialogue was great and of course the death of the Pacey Beard thank god <laughs> so there you go I hope that you can consider this episode in the canon uh, thank you and uh, that's it thank you Camille um, so this is episode three, 613 as she said this is the final 15 15? yeah okay it's the final season of the show um, and I had stopped watching I was gonna say by this point watching? nope I. I think I stopped after season 4 I think I skipped the second last season, and for some reason came back the last season. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I never really liked the show, even when I, <laughs> I sort of like hate watched it for a while, sure. and then because it was sort of it was the show that was on after Buffy, so I sure. sort of started watching it. Yeah, but I never really liked it. But then um, uh, my uh, internet girlfriend, Busy Phillips, sure. uh, joined the show in the second to last season, and mm-hmm. I remember latching onto it some point during that season and then yeah. i really loved michelle williams's character so i was mm-hmm. like well okay as long as they're having them do some cool stuff that's fine mm-hmm. um none of that in evidence in this episode none of that in evidence in this episode so she's she sort of touches on this the submitter camille uh so, touches on the fact that it's just joshua or, or it's, it's pacey and joey intensive it's all those are the only characters from this uh, show yeah that i'm we sorry see I, in this episode. I have a telegram here from dan Harmon. it's a bottle <laughs> episode you guys it is a bottle episode they yeah. get trapped in the kmart like she says <laughs> it's so, a kmart bottle <laughs> <laughs> just want to remind everyone that it's a kmart bottle so the bottle is bankrupt yeah. um uh-huh. so uh so there's a, a, all the things that you loved about that last season are not not no, present no and not only that, but the the dub that we got of this episode had a totally different theme song. Yes. What is this bullshit? 
Nope. No. 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 This felt like... And our research indicates that it's only on the DVD. I don't want to wait. Remember? <laughs> like, really? All a cold? Playing hard to get? Like, how? where does she Remember when off? Felicity no went through, like, three or four different theme songs? <laughs> yeah. Yes. This feels like the worst one of all yes. of those. Remember yeah. there was that one season where it was, like, really, really coffee shoppy and, like, yeah, yeah. Tampax commercially? That's what that sounded like. Oh, yeah. 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 Wasn't that Amy Jo Johnson? Yeah, probably. Oh, wait, I think that was debunked. Anyway, oh. um, I liked this episode fine. I had never seen it because, like you, I bailed out after the fourth season. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica I, was recapping the yes, show by this she point. She did a fantastic now job. Now go I, fuck yourself. I read those recaps, mm-hmm. and therefore I did not have to watch the show until the mm-hmm. end when I think we you and we I we yes. ta- we all three of us ta- recapped That's the right, uh, the, the lead up series finale. Jen which can Jen I tell you made spoiler. me super mad because they killed off Jen. Oh yeah. After punishing her, I thought you for made, having... it made you mad that we all recapped it. No, <laughs> I wanted to get in on it too. How yeah. dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but uh, so it was it was pleasant enough, I guess, an hour of TV or forty three minutes of TV. But the thing about the canon is that I feel like either it has to exemplify its show mm-hmm. or it has to be a really excellent hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this kind of didn't do either and wasn't either. Like, okay. Dawson was not on it, which is good. Yes. But part of what made Dawson's Creek a touchstone is how obnoxious. The <laughs> this episode is just called Creek. <laughs> K- Kmart. Kmart hey, was it actually a Kmart in the show? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Heavily branded. Oh, okay. yep. oh my mm-hmm. God. Super crazy branded. They did the best they could. And I do agree. They had good chemistry. Uh, Pacey and Joey had good chemistry. Certainly but, better than Dawson and Joey. Well, well but you know, I know there was the whole like Team Dawson, Team Pacey thing, and it's like, curve. yeah. There was no team Dawson. I was no. gonna say, yeah, there was no Team Dawson, and mm-hmm. I guess like put a gun to my head, I like Pacey fine, but it's not like I could be invested in that coupling because, as you could hear from a lot there of no their Sydney interactions, <laughs> there are no right. Sydney and Vaughn. Absolutely, right. thank you. No, and as you can hear from these, some of their interactions, you can hear that. Uh, uh, Kevin Williamson mm-hmm. overwriting. Oh, that's what so the whole episode is. Yeah. I like, mean, the reason that we don't even have to talk like about the plot of this episode is that there's no plot. They get trapped in the store right. and then they talk at each other yeah. for the next half hour. Yes. And it's relentless. And for an episode where two non coupled characters kiss two times, it still feels like nothing really happens. Right. Because at the end of it, Joey's like, I guess I got a lot to think about or some damn thing. thing. Like, really? alone all yeah. night. Get to fucking. We saw a whole aisle <laughs> no. of condoms. Dang. It feels I'll get really... over to the video game console demo area. <laughs> Play some asteroids. Or hockey. Bounce <laughs> around on the big bouncy balls. Like, like don't in tell Forces mom... of Nature. Well, I was going to say, Change well, don't the tell mom the babysitter's for the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Change the color of the plate, even. It's just, oh you my really God. felt the heavy hand of the producers where it was like, we're coming. This was sort of the halfway part of the season. Yep. We're coming on the home stretch run. We need Joey and Pacey to be a couple again. Click, turn. But did they? Like, it's not even clear to me from this standalone episode where they, they did get back together because I know in the series By finale the end, they were not. But then they did. In the series in the finale. Series in the series finale. finale. I mean, there was later. a flash forward, oh, right? right? So, yes. like, yeah. time had passed. Yeah, that's I true. mean, I suppose they could have ended the penultimate episode of the season as yeah, a couple and then they got apart. Yeah. Or something horribly unlikely. But I think this I was don't the know episode or care, where, don't tell me. Yeah, where the show became, again, concerned with getting them back together. Where right. they had sort of ignored those two characters as mm-hmm. a couple for, like, a season and a half. And I agree they do have a kind of chemistry, certainly more than Dawson. No one's arguing that. But yeah. she is so unpleasant in this episode. Yes. Joey. Yes. Like, she'd been like that for several seasons. She's so brittle and crabby, and yeah. 
chalky and unpleasant. I think think for people watching this show at the time, I could see why this would be such a a standout episode because up yeah. until then Joey had been dating Oliver Hudson. Oh god. Oh, that's right. So like dear. I think this was like a rejoicing like okay, oh, they're getting okay. her away from him. Well, so I, I can, can see that. that. I can understand sure. that. But on its merits, it's just Yeah. I feel like if I wanted the whole unexpected heart to heart with Katie Holmes while you're talking about like pop cultural ephemera, mm-hmm. I have the scene with Timothy Oliphant and go. I'm yeah. good. It's yeah. so much better. Yep. True. So. Okay. Um so Shall we put it to a vote? Yeah. Like we've hashed it out. I think I have a prediction, but I'm going to keep it myself just in case. <laughs> uh, okay. Canon, the uh, Castaways, season six, episode 15, Tara. Uh, nay, but thanks for the submission. Yeah, let's yes. do it. Ixnay, see where you're going with it. I would totally consider another Dawson's Creek episode yeah. in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, like, one. yeah, Camille, great enthusiasm on the Absolutely, uh, yes. submission. Well yep. presented. But it's yeah, I vote, I vote no. It's us. Yes. It's <laughs> us. All right, I'll just uh, say no for the hell of it like I know anything about Dawson's Creek. <laughs> so it looks like <laughs> Dawson's Creek castaways, we're giving you the Dawson Poo face. <laughs> Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. It's time for winner and loser of the week. And I understand, Joe, you have our winner this week. I do two winners of the week. Uh, Daniel Craig and Rachel Weiss, who yep. uh, oh, yeah. on the down low and secretly got married last week. Love it. And they're now an awesome celebrity couple that I love. Mm-hmm. No problems with that. Nope. Uh, she's, the, pretty. Uh, she's pretty. She is. She's handsome. She's pretty. Yep. It goes. It's it's all good. Yeah. Um, loser of the week is Pixar uh, because Cars Two is uh, the first movie the studios ever released to get a rotten rating as of this morning because I checked it is at thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Tara. However, it did win the box office, so obviously but the movie is critic proof. Would you say that it backfired on Pixar? <laughs> No, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's put a cap in the rest of the week, shall we? Comedy Central cancels both Onion Sports Dome and the other one with Norm MacDonald. Take that, sports! Penn Badgley is announced as the lead in the upcoming Jeff Buckley biopic, enraging people who still won't shut up about Jeff Buckley. Nope. <laughs> Nadia, the Octomom Suleiman, will star in a dating reality show. And guys, I know what you're thinking, but yes, she really is single. Nope. The trailer for the Footloose remake debuts, drawing grumbles from purists, but also looking just fun enough that it could be titled Step Up to the Repressive Town Preacher. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Sheen's last goddess leaves him. Yeah. Though another girl with low self-esteem probably took her place right around the time I started reading this sentence. Nope. John Krasinski partners with Aaron Sorkin to produce a miniseries about Los Angeles Hotel, the Chateau Marmont, possibly leading the hotel to build extra hallways for characters to power walk through. Nope. Catherine Hellman of Who's the Boss, she played Mona, will play a granny on True Blood, and maybe if she's a vampire, they can write a scene where she attacks and exsanguinates Betty White. Please? Yeah. New York State legalizes gay marriage. Woo! Opening the door for 5,000 gay wedding-themed reality shows on Bravo, all of which we will delightfully watch. Will Smith might enlist Emma Thompson to adapt Annie as a starring vehicle for his daughter Willow because no one but an Oscar-winning screenwriter could possibly be up to the task. Nope. Oh, no. Everybody hates Pixar now because of Cars 2. Yup. Quick, enjoy this super Scottish trailer for Brave. Aye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, do you know what time it is? (laughs) 
It's game time. Jazz hands from Sarah for the end of the game time thing. It is the last game of the game time season, and the standings are Joe four, mm. Tara six, yeah, and guess one. So anyway, Joe can uh, acquisition the this one week, point from Mark. We are playing <laughs> in a world. Oh, from uh, Noel and Craig. Thank you very much, guys. I am going to read you the tagline from a oh, movie's marketing I campaign. It. I love it. <laughs> and you're going to give me the movie title. Dang. One point for the right answer. No stealing. The hints are evident in the taglines. Okay. Okay? Yep. You pick a number between 1 and 30. We'll start with Sarah. But first, I have a special message. What's up, Extra Hot Great? It's Mark Blankenship of the Blankenship Chair. You know, ever since I became the first guest to win game time and then nabbed that burlesque tank top, he did. I have really seen my life change. I have been on talk shows, on game shows, of course, on Anderson Cooper's patio, always being asked to wear the burlesque tank top, always being asked to show people how I burlesque. And I've been thinking about it that tank top has given me so much that it seems almost shameful or selfish of me to keep the other element of my game time victory that I won, which is a point in the overall standings. So I'm going to continue to rock this tank. You can look for it soon on TMZ, I'm sure. But I'm going to give you guys back the point that I won for winning game time a few weeks ago. So today's game time is actually going to be a double point victory. And I hope that you guys enjoy fighting it out to win a point for today, but also to win back the point that you lost to me. Uh, you haven't seen the last of me, as my tank top reminds me to say, but for now, I want you to show me how you burlesque game time style. Fuck this shit. How can you accept this, sportsy? I, this is totally against the total... The I feel like my dignity is intact. So excited to be sitting between these two right Thank now. You, oh, Thank oh, you, Mark. Oh, Mark. I thought I liked you. Could get these two This points. is... <laughs> this is horseshit. All, All right, right, now I'm rooting for me or Sarah. <laughs> All right, Sarah, you're going first. You're going to give me a number between 1 and 30. Great. 22, please. <laughs> number 22 in a world. Here we go. Her life was in their hands. Now her toe is in the mail. <gasps> now her toe is in the mail? Her toe is in the mail. The hint is in the tagline. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I understand that. <laughs> it really pulls the clue together. Hey. Jesus Christ. I don't know. The Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski oh. is correct. All right, Tara. Not happy with uh, <laughs> the way things have... Oh, 30. Dear. 30. Being a poor sport. This place is so dead. This place is so dead. House of the Dead? Incorrect. Zombieland. Uh. This place is so dead. Uh, All right. 19. 19. Oh, you're taking that? That's right. That's right. <laughs> wow. The list is life. Ah, uh, Schindler's List. Correct. Our first point of the game. That's one. So everything's one. One point. point. Gotcha. All right, Sarah. Five. Number five. A lively comedy about a guy who isn't. A 
A lively comedy about a guy who isn't. Weekend at Bernie's. Nice. Nice. Very really? Good. That was right. <laughs> yep. Um, 14. They're back. They're back. Think about it. They're back. If I said it in a certain voice, it'd be clear. But... Don't. Uh, I I'm don't sorry. know. I don't know. Poltergeist 2. That is correct. Poltergeist 2, the They're other side. Back. Wow. Uh, 21. Number 21. The longer you wait, the harder it gets. The longer you wait, the longer you wait, the harder it gets. American Pie 2? Close. Right thinking. The 40-year-old yeah. virgin. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, Sarah, what's your number? Two. Number two. Does for rock and roll what the sound of music did for Hills. Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Nice. nice. Correct. Good one. Well done. Um, Grumpy Tara. Ten. Number ten. I'm coming around. One. Shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> Said I'm coming around. One man struggled to take it easy. Sarah just gave a why didn't I get number ten hand gesture. <laughs> City Slickers. Where's Bueller? Correct. Oh. All right, Joe. Uh, one. Number one, the thing that won't die in the nightmare that won't end. <laughs> Terrible tagline, but what movie is it from? I like that. Uh, um, the uh, thing that... Nightmare on Elm Street? No, incorrect. The Terminator. Oh, the wow. Terminator. All right, let's totally get a score video. break here, Joe. I have one. Sarah? I have two. Nice. Probably. Tara? Not on the board. Oh my, that is rare. All right, what's our next number? Uh, is it me? Yes, it is. 18, please. Number 18. In a world, it is The Mission is a Man. The Mission is a Man. Saving Private Ryan? Correct. Nice. All right. Um, 26. Number 26. May the best moves win. Bring it on. Correct. Oh, thank nice. God. <laughs> if I'd missed that one, I would have murdered myself. <laughs> That's, that's called suicide. Okay, Joe. No, I would have actually murdered him. Um, number 20. Number 20. Love is in the hair. Love is in the hair. Hair. Um. Hairspray? Mm. No. Guesses? Shampoo? Think about gooey things in hair. Oh, something about Mary? Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. 11. Number 11. In space, nobody can hear you scream. Oh, a really famous one. Oh, I know. I just oh, okay. which famous one. 2001 A Space Odyssey? Incorrect. Alien. It's not. I thought that... No, oh, alien. Original That's Alien. Oh. All right. Grumpy Tar. <laughs> Formerly Grumpy Tar. Happy Tar. In it to win nine. it Tar. Sanguine Tar. <laughs> nine. Number nine. Sanguine. A lot can happen in the middle of nowhere. This is B. Are you going to answer it? No, Face. I don't know. They're not drinking milkshakes, I can assure you that. Oh, it's Fargo. Fargo. Oh. Yeah. All right, Joe. 12. Number 12. 50 million people watching, but no one saw a thing. 50 million people watching, but no one saw a thing. Quiz show? Hey. All right. Good job, Joe. Nice. I was going to say Truman Show. Uh, 
27. Number 27. Earth. It was fun while it lasted. So, excuse me, let me read through. Earth. It was fun while it lasted. Spaceballs? Mm. Hitchhiker's Armaged- Guide to the Galaxy? Geddon. Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Yeah. Okay. Armageddon. That was the tagline for that? Yeah. It's pretty wow. goofy for Armageddon. Yeah. I was going to say. Um, 28. Number 28. A comedy about growing up and the bumps along the way. Juno, your favorite movie ever. Oh, bumps. I get it. Yeah. All right. Skillet. <laughs> All right. Uh, six. Number six. A tale of murder, lust, greed, revenge, and seafood. Seafood. A tale of murder, lust, greed, revenge, and seafood. You have an answer for us, Joe. I don't stand. A fish called Wanda. Uh- all right, let's take a quick break for another score break. Joe? Uh, two. Three. One. Oh, it's a close game. This is a toughie. Yeah, it is. All right. Speaking of three, I'd like that one. On the air, unaware. The Truman Show. There nice. we go. <laughs> Good picking. Um, 16. Number 16. Reality is a thing of the past. Reality is a thing of the past. Reality is a thing of the past. I don't know. Mm. The Matrix. Mm. Never yeah. gotten that. Nope. All right, Joe. Eight. Number eight. She brought a small town to its feet and a huge corporation to its knees. Joe's thinking. Um, Staring off into a stinky place. Well, the second part sounds like Aaron Brockovich, but not the first part. Um, um, um. Aaron Brockovich. I don't know. Really? <laughs> Small town to its feet. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they all were in one town. Um, 15? Number 15. His story will touch you even though he can't. The boy in the plastic bubble? Mm. Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, oh, Edward Scissorhands, yeah. Of course. All right, Tara. Feeling the heat. Seven. Number seven. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. Uh, waiting? Mm. Good guess. That's what I would have guessed, too. Clerks. 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 Yeah. New Jersey in the house. (laughs) Me? Yes. Uh, number 17. Joe, pick 17, and that is... Work sucks. Work sucks. Office space. Yes. All right, Uh, Sarah. 23. 23, the story of a real fake. The story story of a a real real fake. fake. Exit through the gift shop? You guess. Catch me if you can. Yeah, catch me if you can. Um, 13, why not? Number 13, I think this is one you can get. (laughs) This is a pretty famous one. There can be only one. Islander? Uh, uh, 25. Number 25. When the last angel falls, the fight for mankind begins. Legion? Yeah! (laughs) I take it all back, Legion. (laughs) Nice. Um, Four? Number four. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. 
laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. I know this, and yet... Dumb and Dumber? Mm. Wayne's Anybody? World. Oh, Wayne's World. Yeah. Sarah. Okay, um, 29. Number 29. Another good pick. Mischief. Mayhem. Soap. Fight Club. Correct. All right. I think we need another score break. Yeah, I think well, there's only, only one, one left. left. Oh, there's only one left? Good yeah. time for a score break then. <laughs> I have five. I have four. I have three. Oh, my. Well, here we go. Last question. Uh, 24. Number 24. It takes a legend to make a star. Boogie Nights. Mm. Incorrect. Burlesque. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Of course. Nice pitch. Well, we started off the day before the taping with Tara acting all high and mighty about game time. I really was. And obnoxious. look what happened. She I was a real asshole. This is karma. <laughs> One hour sun. later. On wings of confidence. <laughs> Even and now look what's happening. Never happens. Well, we weren't going to have the uh, game time in our special Crackbot episode, but I guess now we're going to have to have one. <laughs> so uh, next Tied episode, up. look for the tiebreaker for the season. And, yeah. you know, I, Mark can do what he wants with his points. Just the guts. I think that's his Since prerogative. When? <laughs> Since Since so, what's today, the point of team? Apparently. What's the point of team guest? He could have given those points. I think we just discovered the point of team right. guest. The ability <laughs> yes, to throw in know. the end. <laughs> I am being a poor sportsmanship. <laughs> that is correct. You are. And that is it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We took a look at the documentary Conan O'Brien Can't Stop, as well as some other famous people who can't stop in celebrity rehab. <laughs> Dawson's Creek Castaways were thrown into the briny deep of the Canon rejects, and we crowned winners and losers of the past week. We also put a cap in the rest of the week, and Joe was the winner of this week's Game Time, extending the season one more episode. Leave us clips on the site, on Facebook or Twitter, and send us your audio submissions for the canon, I am not a crackpot, new pierces, new unhatables, whatever. Go to extrahotgreat.com for the how-to on that. Remember, we're listening. I am David T. Cole on behalf of Tara Ariano. Yes. Joe Reed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Sarah Bunting. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week in an all I Am Not a Crackpot special right here on Extra Hot Great. Wow, coffee sure is good today. Thank God for Saddam Hussein. (laughs) 